It's the afternoon cruise, and I'm connecting with our guy, Pete Whitman. I got a bunch of things to talk about, including an upcoming show with Byron Striplin and the Jasmine Orchestra that's happening over the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater on Tuesday, May 23rd. Before we get into the details, Pete Whitman, we work together at McNally Smith College of Music. I've known you for years. Thank you. It's good to see your face. Thanks for being here. It's great to see you, Sean, and it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me in. Well, of course, man. You are like a name around town. You don't go see jazz like three, four times in this scene without seeing Pete Whitman with a tenor sax in his mouth. You sound spectacular, and it sounds like you have been keeping really, really busy, including this show coming up on May 23rd at Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. Is this the start of the new Jasmine Orchestra season? Yes, it is. We're featuring the great Byron Stripling in a tribute to Louis Armstrong and kind of a New Orleans slash Louis Armstrong theme. Now, when I think of the music of Louis Armstrong, when I think of real acolytes of that sound, I often think of maybe five people on stage, seven people on stage, maybe the word hot in front of some of those people on stage. <laughs> what are you doing when you're taking a group as large as the Jasmine Orchestra and trying to breathe the sound of New Orleans music into a big band? How does that go, and, and who are the influences when you're setting things up like that? There are plenty of arrangements of some of the small group things that Louis did for big band, and I think maybe it won't be quite as Dixieland-oriented, kind of the New Orleans sound of the 20s. It becomes a little more swing era, although Lewis did plenty of stuff in the 30s that were with more of a full big band. So it, it becomes kind of a, a combination of styles, you know, as we add the horns in the big band. And some of the tunes will be definitely just, you know, Louis Armstrong classics, a lot of the stuff he recorded throughout his career, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, there would be a little bit from all those different eras. So the big band support seems to be very compatible for all that. And now for this gig, you're going to be playing tenor sax, but you're also wearing your music director hat, not the artistic director. So Andrew Wallace is doing a lot of the reach out, connecting in the right people in with the Jasmine Orchestra. But you're making sure the band is cooking and working so that when Byron comes in for these rehearsals, you're ready to go. You're ready to sound right. How do you get the band in shape and ready for a new visiting artist? There's some preparation on my part is usually we provide them with music in advance and some recordings, reference recordings, so the musicians are able to prep properly for the rehearsals. All the musicians are extremely great readers, very versatile stylistically, great section players and soloists. Everybody's just wonderful in terms of preparation and their own knowledge base. So we come in, we run the music down, do some tweaking, and then we're set for when the guest artist comes in. There you go. Yeah, you want to put your best foot forward. I'm hanging out with Pete Whitman, getting ready for a show on Tuesday, May 23rd, over the Chan Hass Dinner Theater, uh, the launch of the new season for the Jasmine Orchestra. Pete Whitman not only plays with the orchestra, but also serves as the music director. Pete, I have a question, which is, do you ever get a great player who is an absolute monster when they're in a small group setting, but it just can't gel when you're working with a large group? Is it sometimes apples and oranges, or do you think most people conversing in one can hang in the other? Oh, absolutely. To play in a big band effectively, usually you need to have kind of that large ensemble experience. So there are plenty of people that are fantastic soloists 
who struggled to blend in a big band. Now, they may be a fantastic soloist and, and can be featured with a big band. Sometimes they're, it's not always the best choice for somebody if you're coming in with minimal rehearsal and you got to just sit down and read mm -hmm. the stuff down and blend. So there's definitely a lot of different skill sets that go into um, in playing with a, a large ensemble or a lot of skill set. You know, when you're just improvising, you're a featured improviser, that's a, another bag. Uh, usually most of the players in the Jazz Minnesota Orchestra can have a lot of experience in both worlds. Well, yeah, you got players who I see definitely playing in the small combos who are then stepping up in the or, you know in the Jasmine Orchestra setting as well, uh, which is pretty exciting. And you're a man, you are pretty comfortable in all those formats, right? I've seen you in small combos. I've seen you doing large ensembles. Is there something that is Pete Women's favorite? Or you just kind of, <laughs> look, man, I, I answer the phone, I figure out what <laughs> shirt I got to wear, and I get on the bandstand type of guy. I guess uh, my favorite is the one I'm doing at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Now I, I got to tell you a story. I got a jazz story from my guy, Pete Whitman. Uh, I was going to uh, jazz camp in New Hampshire when I was in high school. Uh, Fred Haas, a guy who's at Dartmouth. Have you ever heard of a guy named Fred Haas? It's like a tenor sax player. Oh, I, actually, I've, I have heard of him. Yeah. Okay. He was running the camp. Um, and then the guy who was the head of the Berkeley Bass Department at the time, first name Dave don't know his last name. Maybe Clark, but I'm not certain. Not the famous Dave Clark. Um, but I was complaining about something about the, the real book. Oh, man, I hate playing this song. It's so stupid. I hate when people call it typical 10th grader bass player stuff. And he goes, you know what my favorite song is? And I was like, oh, no, Dave, tell me. He's like, the next one the band leader calls. Shut up. <laughs> you know, that's a good principle. Just stay engaged, stay active. Is that how Pete Whitman does it? I, well, yeah. I mean, the older I've gotten, you know, the more I just, it's about what's happening right now. Yeah. And um, I got to, you know, I think most professional music, musicians, I mean, yeah, maybe you have something you're the most comfortable in. But you got to make whatever you're doing work right now and because uh, you want to keep getting called, keep playing. And so you put all your heart and soul into whatever you're doing at the moment. Well, you're going to be putting your heart and your soul into this concert with Byron Stripling on Tuesday, May 23rd for the launch of the Jasmine Orchestra season. I do want to talk about one other gig you're doing on Monday, May 15th. But anything we should cover about that uh, Byron Stripling gig coming up on the May, May 23rd before we move on? If you don't know about Byron, he is an amazing trumpet player. He used to play lead with the Count Basie Orchestra. And then he started doing a, a Louis Armstrong story on Broadway. And so he's... He's the guy to come in and, and do a tribute to Louis Armstrong. Oh, man, that is so cool. Now, we're talking about wearing different hats in the music world. Uh, on Monday, May 15th, you're going to be wearing quite a different hat. You're uh, stepping on stage is at Dakota? Do I get yes. that? Okay. Yes. Okay, over at Dakota. And this is with Kaviesh Kavaraj, who is a fantastic uh, keyboard player in town. You're playing his music on this night, Pete Women, is that right? It's going to be all Kavi's tunes and, and uh, arrangements, and uh, it's beautiful stuff. And is the group Kevin Washington, Jeff Bailey, you, am I missing anybody? Uh, Omar Abdul Karim oh, as well. Gotcha. Man, I love Omar Abdul Karim's playing, and of course I am a, just on the record as being a huge fan of that group. That group is kind of... At one point, it was called Mississippi, and you guys played a lot of Peruvian music because of a guitar player you were working with? Right. That group started as the Andres Prado Quintet, and then when Andres went back to Peru, it morphed into a group quartet that we call Mississippi. And by the way, Mississippi is still very active. We'll be playing at the Jazz Fest in June, and we'll be playing mid-June at the Lake Harriet Bandshell. I believe it's the middle Saturday, 14th or 15th. But yeah, Mississippi is still going. But this group with Kavi, is, it's, all, it's all Kavi's music, and it's, it's, it's wonderful stuff. 
Pete, we are so lucky that you're playing around town, that you're not only playing around town, educating around town. In fact, uh, we'll have you in a little bit later in May to talk about some stuff you're doing with South High. Pete, we're just really lucky that you're making your way in this scene and doing so much fantastic music all around town. May 23rd, Chanhassen Dinner Theater, the launch of the Jasmine Orchestra. Uh, Monday, May 15th at Dakota, moonlighting with the Kaviesh Kavaraj Group, uh, playing some of Kavi's music. Pete Whitman, thank you for visiting Jazz 88. We really appreciate you. All right, Sean. Thank you very much.